0: Hello, friends. I'm currently sitting on a bed. I'm sitting on a bed in Nashville, Tennessee, in an Airbnb apartment. We've got the morning off. We decided to rent out an Airbnb house instead of a hotel. And that means one thing laundry day. So I am sitting here completely naked, waiting for my laundry to be done. No, I'm just kidding. I've got, uh, I've had some. Uh, <laughs> I've got some spares on, uh, but I thought I would just take a quick second to introduce. This is kind of a meta uh, conversation in that here, here's the deal. Let me back up. I have had so many of you. Reach out to me through the po- either through the podcast hotline or throughout the website thecuriouspod.com slash contact. You can reach out to me there. But so many of you have reached out to me saying, Hey, you know, I would love it if you brought on someone to the podcast that actually interviewed you. As I've been thinking about this, I realized, you know what I should do? Uh, I wonder if you would find it interesting if I start sharing intermittently some of the uh, interviews that I've been a part of on other podcasts that people have brought me in to interview me. Uh, and so today is kind of a first experiment in that. A buddy of mine, Derek Drugsma, is a musician and producer in the Minneapolis Twin Cities area. And he just this earlier this year released his podcast and he's calling it Catching Up With. And it's all about about music, the creative journey, and sitting down and having long conversations with friends of his about what that has looked like in his life, um, I can genuinely say I I officially knight Derek Drugsma an official curious person, and I had such a blast earlier this summer uh, coming on and being a guest on his podcast that I thought I would share part of that conversation with you here. So... This is uh, experiment number one uh, of me being a guest on another podcast. Derek Drugsma. all his information is in the show notes below. If you want to check out more of his podcast, I'll link that just below. If you happen to be listening to this the day it comes out and you live in Nashville, Tennessee, I'm going to be playing a show in Nashville the day this comes out at a venue called City Winery, and then from there we finish up this tour in New York, Virginia, and Washington DC before heading home, and then I'm gonna take a few weeks off uh, but if you are in any of those areas and you're listening to this, I would love for you to uh, reach out to me. Head over; You can head over to my website, my personal website, therobmorgan.com slash let's cheers and you can f- see a map of the past whole let's cheers experiment that I've been doing meeting up with so many of you from the podcast. Either coming to shows or grabbing beers or coffee before or after shows. It's been a blast. It's literally... I don't say this lightly. It's the reason these interactions and meeting up with you in person has been the reason uh, that I feel so empowered to continue doing this podcast, uh, even with the changes that are gonna come uh, vamping it up in 2020. Uh, so if you are in any of those areas, uh, reach out. I would love to see if it's possible to uh, meet up with you before or after a show. Uh, But let's just dive into this conversation. We recorded this at a studio that Derek records out of. And right before the microphones turned on, uh, we were talking about, we were getting a little meta since he had just started getting this whole podcast thing. We were talking about why I think podcasts are so important and why I think people uh, really, you and me, love listening to podcasts. What are the benefits about that? So we just started recording and let's just dive into it. Uh, let's get meta. Why I I'm, I'm gonna take a stab at why I think you and I Uh, Enjoy listening to podcasts so much. Let's get meta. I have a theory, if you want to hear it, why people like listening to podcasts. Yes. Number one uh, is because conversations, an in-depth conversation like we're having, intentional, our phones are off. Uh, we are listening to each other. We're not being distracted by other things. We're intentionally, oh, as you, uh, are taking off your pants right now and, uh, mm. out your phone. <laughs> you can edit that out. I don't know. Uh, the, 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 uh.
1: Why it happened. I don't know. I
0: don't know what I'm saying right now. Uh, okay. The reason why the people like it is because that is something we as humans need and we crave conversation, this interaction and in depth. Right? Yes. The problem is, number one, it's hard work. At the end of this conversation, both of you are, you and I are going to be a little bit more tired than we are right now. It's just a fact. Exactly. Because staying present that constantly... Your, your mind is... Everybody's mind different in how much it drifts in conversation. Some people... They, their attention span is so short and they have such a hard time listening and being present in the moment that they have to constantly pull, them, pull themselves back in line. And that's what this conversation is doing. When you do a podcast, you're constantly, I'm going to be talking at some point and your brain is going to start thinking about the next question. Or something else you want to talk about, or what time it is, or is this still recording? Right. There's so many distractions for you as a host that I don't have to worry about right now as the guest. And (laughs) this rules, but the deal is with all that, it's 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 essentially an extra a mental exercise in constantly pulling your focus back to the conversation and the focus and that skill will benefit you in music because you start daydreaming in, in the middle of a freaking chorus. And you start thinking, did I have Arby's twice for lunch yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you start like, you're banging. your like, what did I have for dinner? What am I doing after this? And you're like, Holy crap, the bridge is coming up. Yeah. What's the first chord? I don't know. Yeah. And so it's this you're mental like, exercise. What song of am I const- even playing? Yes, totally. <laughs> uh, and so I, for me, it's the reason people like podcasts is because the depth of a conversation like this, that, comes from intentional conversation feeds you. Yes. Now here's the deal. Uh, when you listen to it, you get all the you get all the benefits of that conversation where that goes in the depth and intentionality, but you didn't have to put any of the work into it. So the reason people like listening to long form conversations like this, yes, are because you can be in your car and you can pause it and do something, go away and come back. And the po- conversation didn't get paused. You get all the benefits. Exactly. And the second reason people like podcasts, I think, is because it allows, when it comes to an interview, one, it gives everybody the number one most wanted, oh, I'll say the number two most wanted superpower, if people had to choose it. The number one superpower, if someone had to choose, is well, if you could have a
1: superpower, what would it be? If I could have a superpower? Yes. Man
0: i want to
1: like oh, okay my <laughs> superpower would be to play <laughs> okay i think no 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 uh, no. My, i think my superpower would be like it, i mean I'll, a common one is flight my version of that is is being able to be, basically just be spider-man i've yes. been a lifelong spider-man oh, man. fan I'm a
0: spy- yes spider-man is my is that your go-to <laughs> oh yeah oh man oh, i yeah. love that that he's my go-to uh superhero i grew up with yeah so i'm a junkie for spider-man so, so,
1: so in essence flight like being able to like just like soar through the skyline, you know?
0: Yes. Uh, and okay. So that's exactly number one is flight. That's exactly what I had in my mind. Uh, and the second superpower that typically people will say is invisibility to be able to be like, you could do, you could go do anything if you're invisible. Podcasting allows people to be invisible and a fly on the wall to conversations that they would never get to listen to. So that's why people like celebrity ones, because when yeah. would you get to listen to the secret in-depth exactly. conversation with someone and be, have them in your ear and you well, could
1: be. It's like the, I haven't, uh, I've only listened to one episode, but it's the, uh, the Conan Needs a Friend podcast. One of, I think one of the greatest, it, he, that is
0: a masterclass it's, on a conversational interview yeah go on
1: it's so it's so good I mean and just I love how he directs conversation because he he does such a good job of letting his guests drive the conversation like he'll ask the right questions to where the guests are the ones who are running the show yes and that is such a that is such a talent yeah it is it's it's amazing to watch him work and he's still entertaining,
0: yes. because you have to have you have to bring a certain amount to the table, and you've probably seen this already. I feel that podcasts, when it comes to interview ones, are on. By the way, you're one hundred percent right. He's so great at letting them dictate where it goes, and he's so generous with this conversation.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I think that is a generosity thing. Yeah, uh, you give someone. Uh, I think maybe that's just conversations in general in life. We constantly are able to give some, I'm right I'm not going to go there. I'm, I'm trying to make the, I'm, I'm doing, I'm making this way too deep, deeper than it needs to be. But what I, I think that is a generosity instead of steamrolling over someone.
1: Yeah. It's like a genuine allowing, sign of gratitude. Like, yes, you're here. This Let's is amazing. 100%. Yeah. Because even though he's at this point, he's not just a celebrity via his talk shows. Mm-hmm. He's just like an icon at this point. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't have to be as excited to interview his yeah. guests as he, as he is. You yeah. Know? but um and it's JD and I actually talked about uh a similar sort of attitude when it comes to Jerry Seinfeld and his show about, you know, comedians and mm-hmm. cars getting coffee um because he, Jerry Seinfeld is just he's so obsessed with comedy and he's so obsessed with like the art of it. Yeah. And he's he's not like he's not just like tooting his own horn.
0: Yes, it's about the craft.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Did you
0: watch uh the documentary comedian Mm-mm. with Jerry Seinfeld. I haven't. It is it was a game changer for me. It was such an important, important documentary for me. Uh what it is is Seinfeld, right after he got done with Seinfeld, right, yeah. he wanted to go back into doing stand up comedy. And so it documents his coming back in and building a set and oh, so you man. see the behind the scenes the non-glamorous work of it of crafting a set what that means of having to go and just stand on stage and maybe uh and not assuming that these jokes work you're crafting all that work so it gives an inside of that but with the brilliance of the documentary is that it, it i don't know how they got this other guy the other i can't even remember his name the other comedian that they featured mm-hmm. because i don't know the, how they got him to write off or sign off on allowing them to use the footage that they got of him but the whole documentary is 50% showing jerry seinfeld yeah and his process and his response to the process and the other 50% is this other comedian who's younger his ego is just sky high his, <laughs> his he's like the his love for the process is not even comparable to Jerry's or understanding of how things work. Yeah. That's such an important thing for me. Like how this, how things work is how it works is such an important thing to me in life. Yeah. And so you get to see like Jerry's pro approach to the same situations this other guys in, and you get it almost comparison of seeing it. And it's, it is, if you really, if you really take it in, it is a game changer documentary yeah. to watch, anyways.
1: The biggest thing that, like, because uh, JD was was sharing with me how he grew up watching Seinfeld and, you know, oh, yeah. he, he's just always been a big fan of his stuff. He's an East Coast guy. Yeah. Um, and, like, the biggest thing for JD, and then it became, it became like a real huge, um, I guess, I guess it became a huge, like, trait that I would hope to embody is just his obsession with the craft, but in the context of, like, what he's done. He's done, like, so much...
0: Are you talking to, about are you talking about JD right now?
1: Uh, no. Oh, you I mean, mean in Seinfeld. I mean JD yeah, yeah. is a great guy. <sighs> the craft and... <laughs> of J- being JD. Yes. 100%. I mean, he's lived a good life. <laughs> yeah. But you're saying uh, Seinfeld. <laughs> Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he's done so much and like he I mean a lot of people would probably consider his show the best of yeah. all time. Yeah. And uh but after all of that, he's neither burnt out nor is he jaded. Yes. You know, he like and it just gives me hope that you can do something you love for your whole life and enjoy every minute of it mm-hmm. because it's like, if somebody who's done the amount of work that Jerry Seinfeld has done mm-hmm. and is still like just in love with the process of making and creating, it's like, that's amazing.
0: Yes. Okay. Um, Man, do you, do you want to hear this bu- uh, bucket list big enough to live in theory? Yes. I have yes. this story of because it goes into everything you're saying this, this thought it's that everything you just said right now and how pumped and encouraged you get from Seinfeld still wanting to dive back in to doing comedy, even after all his success is exactly how I feel. I could not be more connected with you on that feeling of, Oh man, that gives me hope to still, uh, want to play the long game and all this. And for me, where that comes from is my, my deal. I'll try to make this short, but my deal was, uh, I was it was right bef- it was before I got married and I was living in a house that was a Smurf Blue house with Gabe Hagan in Robbinsdale, <laughs> Minnesota. And the deal with the Smurf Blue is just that we were we were renting out this place and it was really it was almost like a small version of where we're at right now. okay It was a it's a two bedroom uh, small uh, house with a basement. Big backyard and the basement had been refinished. So we had the bedrooms upstairs and then down in the basement, there was like a long area, kind of like a small version of this where we had a recording set up. He had all his drums set up. And then I had my other room with all my bass gear to uh, like track and have my own little studio room. And we woke up one morning on a Sunday to go play. I remember I was going to Eagle Brook, Lino lakes campus. And I opened the front door and I couldn't open all the way. There was like resistance. I'm like, what the heck is it? So I was like, is it locked. Is the like chain on it? And I looked out, and we were Saran wrapped in the whole the whole home. I felt like it was on E.T. like the movie E.T. Like the oh whole, like whole place is Saran wrapped. Like, oh, what the hell is going on here? And all of a sudden, we hear I hear some guy in a white suit with mask on on the other side of the surrounding wrap saying, Oh, we don't know anybody was in here. Hold on just a second. We'll, uh, oh we'll God. God. so he, he took a razor blade and cut out an opening for the door and Gabe And I were like, what the hell is going on here? Oh and God. the landlord, the guy that owned the home had scheduled, uh, and forgotten to tell us that he had scheduled the whole house to get painted. So we were like, all right. So we left and, uh, we both were playing uh, different church gigs, came back, and we were driving and we were mortified all of a sudden we we're pulling into the home and it was the entire thing was smurf blue like whatever that color registers you like royal Bl- smurf oh blue smurf blue it's it's insane and we were so embarrassed the whole home and the garage that's a pointless note to this entire story <laughs> but that is just where uh so i was i was living there and it was with Gabe and it was this season of life i was about to get married like 6 months from then but it was the season of dreaming we had this place to ourselves. we had all the gear set up we mm-hmm. had the world anything could happen like the world was just open of possibilities for us and it's before we both started doing the owl city thing gotcha together yeah and so uh we we had this idea i don't know remember if we had where we came up with this idea but we both had a morning where we sat down and we wrote down these bucket list goals of ours uh and we talked through it together, and some of the things that were on it were, I want to be full-time, I want to be making my uh, entire living making music, and at that time I, I was, but I wanted to be like making a certain amount. I had I had a specific number of records between that day and the next, I think our, our timeline for this was a year. I was like, I want yeah. to play on this many albums. I want to have the opportunity in the next 10 years to do a bus tour. I want to do international touring where they're flying me out overseas somewhere to play. Yeah. Uh, those kind of like the typical standard music goals yes. you have in your career. Right. Yes. Fast forward, uh, oh, man, how many years fast forward two and a half or three years from them. Okay. From then I am laying in my hotel bed in Shanghai, China alone in a room that feels like the most posh hotel room I'd ever been put up in. It was on one of the top floors of a hotel down ha- downtown uh, in, in China. The Shanghai? I think that's where... Yeah, yeah I was in did. Shanghai.
1: Well, so, just, it's downtown China.
0: Yeah, downtown China. So I'm laying there in <laughs> bed having the most... I just lived the most rock star day yeah. I'd ever had in my life. Yeah. I, uh, we had played a massive show with Owl City... Uh, And my a dream of mine that wasn't part of this bucket list, a dream of mine has always been to get a green room tattoo. That someone would... Be, that I would meet somebody that... Because uh, I've gotten tattoos all over the world because I want to get tattoos in all these different countries that I'm, while I'm traveling, if possible. Yeah. So my goal was, man, I want to have a green room tattoo, bring someone in and either right before the show or like <laughs> right after I'm all sweaty. Let's wipe down my arm and get a tattoo. It didn't work. I talked to, I, I was talking to uh, the, uh, the team that was in charge of uh, the, the China team that was in charge of, of routing like and all that stuff, of the that stretch of the tour. Uh, and, I was like, oh man, this would be so cool. And they said, well, we can't do this, but what we can do is we will supply a car and a driver and a translator for you and make an appointment at this really incredible tattoo shop in Shanghai. So I had a day where I was getting driven around, played this rock concert. I got driven around uh, and had a translator we went to. It was Boobies Tattoos in Shanghai. And uh, I remember that because... The guy that gave me a tattoo, it's this one, uh, this banner right here on my arm. Dang. And I remember the guy was from Japan, so he only spoke Japanese. So we had two translators to translate Japanese to Chinese or Mandarin (laughs) and then Mandarin to English for me. And so I'm talking there with this team and it was so sweet. I had this epic moment. I had like this day of whatever... Like goal and music, not to say that that's like the epic goal, but whatever goal you have in music, I was in the middle yeah. of this Asia tour. It's like stuff. an unforgettable I, experience. Yes, totally. It was un- totally unforgettable. And I remember laying down in this hotel room by myself and I'm looking out looking at these massive windows and just the skyline of China. And I remember being so sad. Because I missed Sarah so much. And I remember wow. thinking, like, this, I'm so thankful to have these opportunities. I'm so thankful to be here. I'm so, we we're halfway through a month long Asia tour. And I was so grateful to be there. But at the same time, I really, really m- missed my best friend. Yeah. And I realized, oh man, I don't want to be doing, I don't want my only source of income to be coming from doing something that means I'm only making money or only doing what I love if I'm away from my favorite person in the world being on the road. Yeah. And I and it was shortly after <laughs> that I got I I so those thoughts were floating in my mind. Flash forward uh, a few months. The tours are done. The whole Owl City comes to an end as far as me, me Jasper, Bree, Gabe, the the band that's playing with him at the time. Yeah. Yeah. It all we are all done. And I I remember it was a November 1st, and this was maybe... F- this was a few years ago, on November 1st. And I remember that day because at the beginning of every... I'm, I'm rambling. I'm just telling you this full story, by the way.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, by I the mean, way, I'm I'll just giving you this no, full... Po- seen, I'm taking, I'm taking <laughs> this over for this. I'm invested because like, I, I, I saw... I didn't know you at the time, but mm-hmm. I saw the Varsity show. Yes. On that stretch yes. of the tour, on the, the US stretch of the tour. So I'm just like, yeah. I know the yes. time frame yeah, we hung, I
0: remember it. hanging out with you. And I, the, the deal is, see, the reason, the reason I'm going into detail, I'm telling the story and the way, the reason I'm going to tell you the things in this conversation I, I am going to is because I have a theory that says when you're in a conversation like this, you, uh, you, everybody always, you have two options. You can either be honest or you can be a thief. And the reason mm. I say that is because you can be honest about the real story behind the scenes, the good, the bad, the things that don't make you look good. Or, that's that's one option or i can sugarcoat everything or at least just tell you the things that i think make me look awesome but if i do that i am you are stealing from the opportunity for someone listening or you or this conversation to go in a direction that makes someone say oh man i'm not alone like i like when someone else gets this point because this is how things work in the world when you get to that point uh you, by not telling someone the real true stories about how your struggles and your real journey, you steal the opportunity for someone to have some mental oxygen of saying, oh, I'm not the only person. It's okay. This is just how things work.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so I, I say that that's my excuse for being rambly on this. But the deal is, long <laughs> no, story short, great. November 1st, every, every, the beginning of every month, I treat it like a mini New Year's. The first of every month, I look back. At the books I've read, the music I've listened to, uh, the, the notes I've taken on things like documentaries I've watched, whatever it is, uh, Mm. uh, just my whole past month of what that's looked like. I take stock of it. I take a look at the upcoming month, uh, and set myself, uh, I don't want to say goals, but I I kind of get a game plan of, okay, okay. This is what's happening. This is what's coming up. Yeah. What do I want to change?
1: It's like constant adjustment of like, like you have this momentum and you're like, cool, This is this is where I've been, yes. And here's here's another nudge in, you know, closer to more of what I want, yes. You know, that's going to make me happy. One hundred percent. That's that's important. Yes. And, And the whole thing about that is like that process gets easier the more you continue to just keep doing stuff. Yes. Keep pursuing things that are making you happy. Totally.
0: It is. Oh man.
1: Cause then those that's really
0: adju- that's really deep, dude. Because then those yeah. small
1: adjustments are just like you're already moving, you're already like if you're pursuing something I mean, you say you were rambling, I wouldn't even mind like picking some of those things apart even more. Oh yeah. But like <laughs>
0: that's the like, problem like slow down, dude, when you're hosting a podcast. No, it's great. Covers, like, okay, wait a second, there's something there. No, I yeah, great. I'm doing that all the time. Um, Dude, and what you just said right there, by the way, uh, it's so funny you're saying this because that connects to what we talked about earlier with the podcast conversation. You're training your mind to constantly keep it on course and re redirect yourself. Exactly. Right? And uh, it's those micro adjustments instead of waiting for and the same in life, instead of waiting for you to be like, how the hell did I get here? Like that <laughs> yeah. question that so many people run into oftentimes I think is because you don't find yourself in a flow of constantly. Okay. Well, am I? okay, I've been whatever area of life you're trying to be intentional about, but constant micro adjustments. If you don't do micro adjustments, you're gonna have to do macro adjustments at some point.
1: Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. uh, Um, but I'd be curious to know how, when, when it comes to like the, the flash forward, I'm curious to know what that two and a half year gap was like when you're like, these are my goals. And obviously you met quite a few of those goals. Yeah. Um, between
0: what? that and doing the Owl City thing, yeah, you're okay, like yeah. you're
1: like I want to go on a tour where you know I get flown to play music and I want to, yeah, yes. you know, like you had these specific goals, like I want to be making a living doing this and all that sort of stuff. Um, what did how did that inform what you were already doing? Because you were already doing the EBC thing, you were yeah, you were you were already playing like you were doing session stuff, I imagine. Yes, around Minneapolis. Yes. Um, how did that? I guess change, did that like change your day to day?
0: That is, dude, that is a really, really great question. That's such a good question. It's a complex and question. Wish, so. And I, like I said, I would be the, I wish I could say that, that I, we, we wrote these things down cause we were so, dude, we were so cheesy about this. Yeah. We, we, we wrote all our things down and we were like, we're going to hold each other to it. So what yeah. we did is uh we, somehow we we both signed each other's piece of paper yes <laughs> and somehow we like thumb printed it like that was gonna we didn't go like full blood <laughs> yeah, there yeah. was something like we're like we re, we went full nerdy and i say that because uh that's Gabe, the greatest i have that the section that is with both our signatures and both our. so we both signed each of ours and we both thumb printed each of ours Just going there. It's amazing. I I still have in my studio, I have Gabe uh, like a year or so ago ripped out. He kept those and he ripped out those sections. So I have the section... Uh, with both our signatures and thumbprints, Aww, just frame there, dude. just to remember with that. But I think so. I wish when it comes to this, sorry, that's
1: just the coolest shit.
0: Uh, oh man, I do. <laughs> I love it. It was so like it's so cheesy, but it was so like that's so cool to have like a brother in arms. Yeah, you know, we're like we're gonna we to someone that's we're gonna hold each other to this. We're gonna check in and you've say seen these each things. other
1: live some freaking yes. life.
0: Yes. The problem with that is, uh, we. I wish I could say then we had we had we had really intentional. <laughs> then we grabbed steps, the we world we, we did, by the testicles. But we totally didn't. Because it wasn't until I don't think I didn't understand how things work until afterwards. Uh, until like after this whole story. Yeah. I didn't understand how the process of music and going about going towards your goals and dreams and how get landing gigs work. I didn't yeah. really understand any of that until afterwards. A lot
1: of afterwards. Like retrospective. Yeah. A like, lot of retrospective. Oh, I see. Yep. this, this, and this.
0: So, re- but I will say, I think there's something, I don't know if you've heard the Jim Carrey talk about Mm-mm. writing himself a check. I don't well, think Oh, so. that's where this idea came from, actually. Interesting. I, I'm just now remembering that. this story came from, we listened to an interview with Jim Carrey and in the, early nineties or yeah. something like that. Jim Carrey had moved from Canada to California and he had a goal of being a famous actor. And he wrote himself, he wrote himself a check to Jim Carrey from Jim Carrey, uh, in the amount of, was it, I don't think it was, a, maybe it's a million dollars. It was like one or $4 million, dollars, uh, and for services rendered acting. And he post dated it a I think a year or two from that date. It was like, I'm going to make this money. I'm putting that out into the universe. And so I think just in the I think just in the sense of us writing things down and putting it into the universe, these are our hopes for the future. Yes. That intentionality, writing it, doing that together, speaking out loud. I think there's something. I don't not to get too crazy. Right. Like free right. for it, but I think there's something Mystical that happens when you write something down. There's something to it. There is something to it. And not to say it's gonna to come to be, but I think that we have so many writing something down really focuses intent. You are our minds can be so scattered and we can be so vague, but writing something down focuses you, focuses you at least to be a certain amount of specific to say this yeah. is it.
1: I think from the the like drawing like sort of boiling it down to its core from like a skeptical perspective it's like writing something down for me is like it it engages your mind in a way that just thinking things can't yes you know writing like the act it's not just like there's something about writing something where it's it's an action tied to a thought yeah instead of just a thought interesting and that i I feel like does something to your brain yes where it just makes it more tangible yeah, you know. Uh, okay, since since we're going this road, I
0: will say, I've and I've never talked about this. That, but for me, this is kind of like a secret thing that I've had. I I discovered maybe f- six months ago. For me, writing think writing is the way I can connect. Now, how do I phrase this? For me, writing is the way I allow my subconscious to talk to my conscious mind. Yeah. S- free, and specifically free writing, sitting down. I have an exercise where I'll, where I'll sit down and pull out a journal and just start writing and, and not have just whatever comes to my mind. And sometimes you'll get to a point where, uh, I'm, I'm writing things down. I'm like, where the hell did that come from? I'm sometimes it literally, it sounds kind of crazy. I'm not talking like a Ouija board type stuff right, where right. I'm just like, where <laughs> I back and I'm like, S- <laughs> S- like, I'm like, really like you, you get in this flow of like doing, I don't know if you've heard of morning pages. Yeah. Uh, but you I get in this flow of just setting a timer and I'm going to write nonstop for five minutes and just whatever comes to my mind. And there is oftentimes a point in that practice where I feel like I'm reading like, oh, I didn't, where does this come? Yeah. This is coming. And it's like, it's something within me yeah. that's
1: allowing myself to speak to myself, if that makes sense. That is, that actually reminds me of, um, there. I had a conversation with a friend of mine who was uh, giving like driving advice to somebody because, um, they like, somebody was really stressed about, you Mm -hmm. know, just driving in general, just really stresses them out. And he like went to the internet and looked up like forums and Reddit posts of like how people cope with stressful driving situations. And one of the best things that he found was this pilot, um, like this career pilot who, uh, basically said one of his exercises and I think it's like a widely known exercise for pilots Okay, is to say everything that you're acknowledging. And so to like verbally say, you know, like, all right, so I'm going to turn on my blinker and then I'm going to check my mirrors and then I'm going to check, you know, like oh, literally wow. describing everything. It's like, I'm keeping, mm, you know, three seconds like between me and the car in front of me and stuff like that. And it, it, it sort of like you, you point out all these things and it, what it ends up doing is heightening your awareness. Yeah. It so it does two things. It heightens your awareness uh, and enhances it because by pointing things out, you're you're raising your attention span, and also what it's doing is it's lowering your stress levels because there's no more mystery to what's yes. going on. Yeah. It's like everything's out in the open. You feel in control of the situation. Yes. And it just diffuses any sort of stress. Oh, that's so good. So that actually reminds me a lot of that. Like just just writing and describing things and being committed to putting thoughts to paper is yeah. is sort of doing the same thing where you're not sort of like there's not pent up tension about, mm-hmm. you know, your day or what happened, you know, at such and such gig or, totally. or like a, you know, a conversation that made you just really pissed. and Like you yes. can get that stuff out. And there's no more mystery about it.
0: Yes, that is, that's really cool. I've never thought about doing that exercise as a, like a stress or like maybe even anxi- if you're having anxiety or pissed about something, need to work it out. That's good. I just wrote that down. I'm going to, I'm gonna steal that that's so brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. I think there is, and it forces you at least to slow the hell down because at least my mind, i'm like the, i'm a king ruminator dude we i am like my i will leave a conversation and be playing it over my head i should have said this what i what dude, am I thinking about same. or something or like i'll start having conversations in my
1: mind in the shower it's like or like after you're done with a set oh totally Yeah. you're like why the hell oh yes like, why, how did i how did it how did this happen yes <laughs> you know? and
0: that could be a really cool way to slow things <laughs> down uh the mind i like that it's interesting um uh, I don't know. Okay. What was I? Oh, so yeah. So that the writing things down, man, I also think that I think that there is something, I don't know. I, I have opinions, but I'm hesitant to say things like fact and truth because I'm so much more, I have so much more questions than I have answers about life. But I'm feel, I really do feel like there is something to be said about the universe responding to intention Man, you know what? Now that we're even talking about this intention and writing stuff down, and I even be before I was like, No, I didn't really do anything. Look but looking back, um, man, I read this book. Oh, this is man, I love I love this conversation. I'm never on this other side of thinking about these questions. <laughs> and by the way, uh one of my mentor my mentors and questions, Cal Fussman, he's a virtual mentor of mine. Uh which I call virtual mentors, I think a virtual mentor mentor is part of a curious life. This is a tangent. Yeah. Uh, and I think it is, We, when you think about a mentor, you think about it one-on-one personal interaction. Yeah. But now in the in the age of internets, uh, in the age of internets, the, uh, age, in the, in of... the age of all the internets uh, <laughs> and, and the age of in the internet and access to people like podcasts and this, yeah. Someone listening to this, you can become a virtual mentor. You, we, yeah. we have mentors all over the place. If you listen to someone regularly and really
1: take what they're saying to heart, yeah. they are now a mentor of yours. You can change somebody's life and have no idea who totally. they are and never know that yes.
0: person. Yes, 100%. Why it's so important that you're doing this. You will ne- You may never know whose life you're changing by any number one of these conversations. And so that all that to say is my virtual mentor of mine is yeah. a guy named Cal Fussman. Uh, Does he do like a podcast? Or he has a podcast that is also one of the most brilliant podcasts uh, I've ever heard. He's he is the king of asking better questions, Uh, and so his his podcast dives into that. He was a writer for Esquire magazine. He did a column called uh, "What I've Learned" for them for years, and so he's brilliant. If yeah. He started his life as like a journalist okay. interviewing people yeah. and he said the he says the greatest questions are the kind of questions that make the person being asked as curious about the answer as the person asking it. Damn. And so I think this is cool, man. This that's, is really—I'm getting so pumped. That's heavy, yeah. I'm getting pumped in this conversation because I mean, we chatted. You're like, I'm doing my podcast, which I'm really pumped about. But now I'm sitting down with you and seeing like your vibe and your comfortability and the way you're you're doing this and going about it and asking questions. Like it's just getting me so much even more pumped for your future doing this cuz this is really cool dude Dude, you and you're, and thank you're, you're you. so natural at it all that to Thanks, say I'm pumped. let's talk about me some more uh
1: i'm cuz i'm yeah let's all that to, all that to say so <laughs> I have all the listen this is my podcast i have all the time to talk yes. about me let's yeah. talk about you <laughs> dude that's a thing too that's a larry
0: king thing larry king was once asked cuz when we that's why i love talking about the podcast cuz i am a student i've made myself a student of like podcasts or interviews and questions over the past couple of years yeah larry king says that Uh, people asked, well, why don't you talk about yourself as much as other people do on their shows when it was like the Larry King live shows? Yeah. And he says, it's not about me tomorrow. I'm going to be back. The guest I have isn't going to be back on my show. This needs to be all about them. Uh, and so even you saying that, that that came up naturally for you. It gets me pumped. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, yes. Okay. So the question you're these questions you're asking are making me think of actually there was something in between it. I read a book called You're a Badass. It's okay. by an author named Jen Sincero, and it's one of the top ten most influential books of in my life. And the you know, part of that book it was talking about setting intent and opening yourself up to the universe to saying, I yes, this the I am not frou-frou of I don't want to get like too Woohoo, about missing a frou frou, woohoo, a wee about stuff like, you know, you know, you know, I'm welcoming the spirits of the universe. But it, there is something she breaks down. There's something yeah. he said about saying, Hey, listen, I am thankful. I acknowledge that there is my, my, so my personal thing, my translation of the she, she has exercises you can go through with the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should read it. I, I think everybody should read this book. Yeah. Uh, I but, wish I
1: had like a link to, to Rob Morgan's top 10 books. Oh, man. Interesting. That should be on your website. That should be or something. a fun
0: conversation.
1: The, that would be either a good podcast episode, podcast series, or just a podcast where you talk about your influencers.
0: Yeah, that's good. I'm writing that down.
1: Um, <laughs> also, can I just say, like, yeah. you are, I think you and Ian Allison are two of the only people I see write things down. Oh, really? I never see people, and you much more so yeah. because I feel like. Like I see Ian write things down in like a work environment. Yes. But I've never seen somebody carry around a journal like you. Yes. And and it's just like Yeah, I mean, it makes me it makes me think because your approach to conversation is so unique. Yes. And I think a large part of that is just because the intentionality that comes from putting an action to your thoughts. Yes. And Write shit down. Yeah, seriously. Man, you know where I learned
0: that from? Is that a book? Uh, No. Uh, Well, maybe. Is that a book? It should be a book. I feel feel like I've... written shit down. Maybe that phrase isn't from me. I'm sure I've heard that from something else. Yeah, yeah. Where I learned that from is from, uh, on my podcast, one of my, maybe fifth episode, was I interviewed Alex Gromman. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm probably butchering his last name, because I have... Gremlin. Gremlin. Yeah, Alex, who is the youth speaker... The youth pastor at Eaglebrook, right? Okay, yeah. He is also an international Lego building champion, and I remember him dropping, I was like, "That what the hell is that?" <laughs> because he dropped it in a green room in a conversation, yeah. and I wrote it down. I was like, "Oh man, okay, what is we got to talk more about this?" Yes, I had him on the I had him on the podcast. And I'm having a great ups, a conversation. Yeah, we had a great episode. We had a great episode interaction. It was a, it was a wonderful time. It was wonderful. Tough. Yeah. So we ended up, but we talked about we talked about his process as because he's hilarious. Yeah. And he said people ask me all the time, where do I? How do I remember all these hilarious? Where do I come up with all these hilarious stories for my? Whether it's like talk, speaking to youth or interest in life, he says whenever something funny happens to him, he writes it down. And, uh, same with, or something interesting. So I started doing that in two ways because that conversation I committed to always carrying a a Moleskine notebook on me. I have one that's in my wallet that can write longer notes on and in that I always have uh, a pad, but also I have notes on my phone and I've Mm -hmm. made list notes. So if you tell me a movie I should listen to, I just take two seconds and I have a mood to watch list. I put down same with music, same with books or if something like someone gives me something like this, just write it down. Yeah. Cause I feel like the creative journey and the creative process in life, if you are going to commit, cause this is all working towards what I think it means to live a curious, curious life. Right. Cause I'm trying, I think part of it is to be a curious person is to write shit down. Yes. And and I think the creative process for me is all, is broken into two categories. One is, uh, capture or not curate. Cult. Uh, I can't remember. I, I like this witty thing I had done. Cuticle. But cuticle. One of them is, no, one of them is to <laughs> like, just, just capture ideas when they come to you and write stuff down. Yes. And the content section and uh, don't, don't, uh, the, Oh, man, I'm totally butchering this. Uh, I would say, oh, my gosh. Oh, what am I? Morgan, put your stuff together. I'm just
1: kidding. <laughs> what, uh,
0: what the hell am I saying? No, but the whole the whole first section, because I haven't actually ever said this out loud. Yeah. I don't think. Uh, but the whole first section is just when you have an idea for a song, just capture. That's the word. Yeah, the capture it. Yeah. If you have an idea for a song, you have an idea of, of something, maybe it's a line for Maybe you are writing a book like I'm working towards in the future write something down and don't ask yourself if this is a good idea or not
1: you can ask that question later you
0: can ask yourself that question later don't ask if this is a movie I really want to watch hey that's a great idea for a movie I think that might be something write stuff down and then in the future that second section of curating what you've already captured is such a big deal uh, uh, that you then you can say oh yeah I had this idea oh that fits in here oh I forgot about that conversation this person said this yeah and that's a cool thing about doing a podcast like this, especially when you're inviting friends and it's not necessarily a celebrity style podcast where you're just trying to get the most famous person you know on it. Right. To get more I, followers. Yes, <laughs> I feel like I feel like people just people people forget I feel like people don't realize how much gold our friends say in everyday conversation. Like if like we, we always write down quotes from famous authors or people that are just famous in general that we think are brilliant. But what if you started writing down quotes that your friends say when you're goofing around? I feel like you're going to land on some gold. I mean, even yeah. this whole bucket list thing that we're kind of working towards in this conversation, Yeah. the end of it, the big punchline is my buddy, Aaron Johnson said something over coffee that I wrote down that has changed my life and is part of conversation. It's this whole bucket list thing. Yeah. Uh, he, I wrote it down. He doesn't even remember. He still will say, dude, I heard you mention that to someone again. I don't remember saying that, but it's cool. It sounds cool. Yeah. I just don't remember it. And I go, yeah, we don't remember half the things we say in life. Yeah. Uh, so write shit down anyways. Yeah. Holy shit. That was a tangent. That's <laughs> love so it. flattering, man, that my name uh, got put in the same breath as Ian Allison for anything because he is one <laughs> of, he is an actual mentor, mentor. He is my, whether it's music or me as a person, I would not be the human I am today if it weren't for Ian Allison. He is one of the most influential people in my life. So preach, that dude. gets me
1: so pumped. Yeah. I, my wife and I, we love to refer to Ian Allison as like the professional human being. Yes. Like that's yeah. just the best description I have of him. It's like he he half asses nothing. Yes. I don't think he has it in him to half ass something. Yes. <laughs> it's 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 insane.
0: Yes. I think he does have it within him. <laughs> I, because that that I have as as a friend of his, I think he does have it within him to half ass things. Uh, not to say I've seen him half-ass things. Right, right. I think Ian Allison is very good at um, at pushing through that temptation to half-ass things, especially yeah. in the things we see and in
1: conversation. He's so self-aware of his own inner struggles. Yes. And I think that's-
0: very, Yes, he's very self-actualized. I, th- I, think that's,
1: I think that's why ever since he's been more active on social media, he's- there's been so much interaction for yes. him is because the stuff he says is the stuff that everybody's insecure about and he's but he's coming at it from the angle of like not so much like hey we all deal with this even though sometimes he'll be like do you guys ever you know yeah. but he comes at it with like hey like if you're playing bass you've got no excuse it's like to mess up he's like you're playing one note and he's like i say that because i've done that yes (laughs) you know and he comes at it from the angle of like of like this is my struggle and but the the mind-blowing angle of it is it's like he's just saying stuff that we're all thinking Mm -hmm. about ourselves and we're insecure about ourselves yeah but he's he's taking on that responsibility he's owning that
0: Man, okay, that's really cool that you just said that because I think that is when we try to say like the professional human that Ian Allison is, which is the reason people, if people, someone's listening to this, they don't know who Ian Allison is. Ian Allison is, uh, he was my bass mentor, essentially. He was my, when I moved to Minneapolis in 2004, started going to school to study music, studied under Ian. And from then on, he was. He was my not just base but just life. How like probably one of the most influen—like I said, most influential person. Yeah, he's played for people that you'd never heard of, all the way to doing massive tours. Mm-hmm. He's he's done it. And but the thing about Ian Allison is that he shows up and treats the sh- coffee shop gigs the exact same way he treats. Uh, the gigs opening the, for Kelly Clarkson, the, the
1: Billy Joel tribute concert yeah. in front of tens Total, of thousands of people. Hell yeah,
0: man! He, w- I—that's the deal, dude. I've seen him, I've seen him play at churches that are small, uh, because literally, dude, that's the deal, man. I followed Ian you know, when I moved up. I w- there were a few years there that. When ian allison couldn't make a gig happen he was giving them to me as yeah. long as it wasn't like if it was like pop rock stuff stuff that was in my ballpark that mm-hmm. wasn't i don't i don't do class like stand-up bass or anything upright bass even stuff. <laughs> what is that thing i don't know if it was in my ballpark i would follow so i was always i was always a gig behind ian i was always in situations where ian was uh the he was the bass player in the for a certain gig and I was just filling in for one. So I got to be yeah. around his friends. And the deal about Ian is I have never heard someone speak negatively or about mm-hmm. Ian. I've never shown up to a gig and have anybody say anything negative about him. Not that that's the goal, but the, I think but when it's he, a tell. Yes. It's a tell about him. And I think the reason for that is exactly what you said. Take some damn responsibility for your actions It doesn't matter if you're, if you're showing up late, that's on you. If you're, uh, it does, there's no excuse. Ian, that's a bit, was a big thing of Ian's when I was showing up, uh, and I hadn't prepared, uh, I hadn't prepared for a lesson. He, there was a time where he would say, I remember one specific lesson. Uh, I don't even know. It, It was, it was done the best way possible. So, uh, this isn't a negative thing at all. I remember showing up for a lesson and I hadn't practiced that week. He's like, dude. Why didn't you practice? Uh, and I was like, oh man, here's all these excuses. I had all these things going on. I was, I was learning tunes for all these other things. So I didn't practice what I didn't done. And he goes, dude, when you show up for this and you haven't put the time in for me, it's really disrespectful to my time. It shows that you don't care because this is your commitment to me. It doesn't matter. No matter what other your commitments you have, this is what you pr- You made a promise. You do this to me. Damn. So he goes, so I, I I'm going to need you to pack up your stuff. Uh, and I, we're not going to have a lesson today and we're going to head out and he goes "I know. actually what happened was he said I'm going to actually pack up my stuff because it was at it was at North Central okay uh, at the university that I was going to uh, and he's so we had his base clinic room mm-hmm. he's like I'm actually going to pack up I'm going to go get some coffee he said you have this room for the next this room's open for the next 45 minutes or whatever our practice was
1: oh, he goes man
0: uh, at one o'clock, make sure you're out of here. Cause I'm going to come back with an next student, but I'll see you next week. And so I would say, use this time for you to practice that stuff. And dude, I was so devastated. I, and it not devastated that it was, it was one of the best things ever. And that's yeah. Ian's deal, dude. Like nobody gives a crap if you show up and you've been having a bad week. Yeah. Uh, or you, something, if you, however you show up and you're, whatever you're putting forward, like right now. If I'm rambly right now or I'm out my mind is all over the place on this podcast, no one gives a crap what my morning looked like. Yeah. This this conversation lives on. Uh, so it's on me to be intentional about my morning and make sure I I know I'm self aware enough to know what I need in my mornings to make sure that I'm the best person pos- version of myself possibly showing up. Now I'm rambling with this. <laughs> all to say that's a huge thing. That's so great that you said take some damn responsibility. Because yeah. that, I think that when you get to see someone that does that in Ian Allison, it's really cool and it's inspiring and it takes away excuses. Yes. So. Uh, it's
1: amazing. Yeah. Um, so. By the way, you're the
0: host. You're, this is now your, you're, uh, it's your responsibility to keep and us And now rolling. for
1: our next segment.
0: Bucket list big enough to live in. Yes. November 1st hits. I have a panic attack in the shower because I'm looking at my schedule. I ha- realized Every one of my bucket list things, my goals I made with Gabe in the Smurf Blue House, yeah, had come to be. I'd done world tours, I'd done the amount. I'd made the amount of money I'd wanted to make. Uh, maybe that one hadn't come true. Maybe that was still under that. But I'd all done all these things. yeah. And I looked at my calendar and I had nothing outside of Eagle Brook happening until January 1st. Of the next year, it was just church gigs and like, uh, uh, not to say anything's just a church gig, right? But right. Nothing like the things I wanted. To do, like no recording, no external no, stuff,
1: no break in the routine, no
0: break in the routine. And I real, I so I was like panicking. Like, what the hell am I doing with my life? Yeah. Every, all have I made a big mistake getting here? Uh, people looked at me. And I was like, I had done. I was had just finished doing the one of the biggest tours going out of Minnesota. Yeah. Which is the Owl City gig. But I still felt like there's, I realized that there's no amount of bucket list goal that you, that's why I'm so anti goals in the sense of thinking that that will fulfill you. Jerry yes. Seinfeld, that's it all comes back to Jerry Seinfeld. realized, yeah, he made the most, uh, most successful TV show in the world, in my opinion. Yeah. Does not matter, because when that's done, you're done. Who gives a crap what's behind you? What are you doing now? There's no amount of like, oh, now I can relax. That will never come for you as an artist. Yeah. And so all that to say, I sat down with my buddy Aaron Johnson over coffee at Angry Catfish and talked with him about it. The best
1: coffee shop.
0: And that conversation I wrote down, we were talking about it, uh, that conversation led to so many other things in my life. But one of the things he said is, at the end of it, I just dumped all of it on him he said man you know what it you have this you had this bucket list right and you got it but I think your deal is I think you need a bucket list big enough to live in and so that's been my mantra I like blew my I was like, what and he's like what's I like wrote it down a bucket list big enough to live in I wrote that down and I ended up doing a full podcast episode telling this whole story yeah uh, a while back and the deal was I was like oh li- goals are good set goals but really, as an artist, I need a bucket list. What is the way that I can live and create in every day? That's why people love Ian, because it doesn't matter the gig. He has a way of living that he's going to sit down and he's going to work on tunes. He ha- That's why people love the Jerry Seinfelds, is because he was willing to show up every day and realize this is how it works. Today, I'm just diving in. I'm part of the pro- going into the process. I am creating. I am putting something out there into the universe. So, because of that, it opened up all these things that it led to this the podcast I do, yeah, Uh, and it led to uh, so many like my intentionality. It led to me picking up a camera and realizing, oh, I love documenting behind the scenes while I am on tour, yeah, of taking film photographs because that's it was just. It allowed me when I can't have a base in my hands, I have another tool in my hands to create something, to make a picture. Yes. And so it allowed me to stay in this bucket list of creating every day, interacting with people every day, being intentional. Uh, I'm just now it's opened up to now I'm okay. What's right now for me this morning was a big thing where I am thinking about physicality. I struggled with physicality and my body has been a source of insecurity my entire life. And I've thought I have all these goals, man, whether it's like a weight I want to get to or a specific thing. Yeah. And I realized, screw that. Like, yeah, sure. Put a goal out there that's like that you can put a goal out there that you can celebrate when it happens. Yeah. Like that's to me, a goal for me is just a reminder of direction. For when you're making those daily micro adjustments yeah, and a point that says, once I get to this, I'm going to celebrate, I'm going to take a breather and appreciate it and celebrate it. But other than that, it's how do I want to live my life and what's the thing I can do every day? So part of that is just a point of reference. Yeah. So it was just like working out this morning was that getting up early before this, I have to work out. I'm not thinking about what I want to get to physically ever. How am I going to live today? What are the things I need to do every day? And that's why, so this Daily Guinness podcast is fun. It's like, I'm trying to put out a podcast episode every day, big or small. What does that look like? Put out something into the universe every day. Seek out, uh, situations and conversations and interactions that you wouldn't have normally. It's just like you said, it's all just an excuse. Like this is all like music. Really? Music's great. It's cool. I love music. But for me, music's just an excuse for me to have met you and to have interactions, uh, and have moments and it opens up doors. This podcast is gonna be the same thing. Dude. Uh, anyways. The best. That's so that's the end of that's my my mantra is I what is I need a bucket list big enough to live in. I love that. Uh and how what does that look like every day? Yeah. And that what that happens is you live with an open hand. Instead of holding on to your goals and your dreams, if you hold it with an open hand and it, with intentionality and intent, it allows things to be taken out and placed in that you wouldn't have thought of before. You're,
1: you're off to the freaking races.
0: Dude, totally. You know what I mean? And so that's going to be this podcast. Anyways. Damn. Uh Love The it. Curious Endeavors thing. We have... come. Uh, here's the deal. Curious yeah. Endeavors. Are you talking about the thing with Dan that I just released?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: The whole thing, Curious Endeavors is an umbrella company for this, the Curious Pod. Rob Morgan's a curious person. the name of my podcast. Mm-hmm. It's just a question right now, and the question is, what if I could partner with artists to put on or or put on just by myself? I'm going to be announcing some events I'm putting on. Yeah, that it's they're going to be called. I've always been curious about blank. So the first one's going to be coffee. I've always been curious about making badass coffee at home or upping yeah. my coffee game. Yeah. It's gonna be a live event. The curious endeavor stuff is all live events that hopefully hopefully are entertaining. And inspiring, they're all going to be partnering with a nonprofit yeah. uh, that hopefully we can raise some money for. But they're all, I've just lived in this world of music for so long that's just begging people to come out to my show. I want to be a musician. I want to be. I want to write music. I, so right. please come listen to my show. Instead of what would happen if we could make live events or even if it's music events with the person coming, that person that's going to be experiencing it, them first. So the first yeah. thing was... An Evening with Dan Rodriguez, which is going to be coming out uh, this next month. Yeah. And that was, he's like, fans are asking for an acoustic album. Uh, What would that look like? And so we sat down and I walked him through. I produced it, uh, the whole event. And I did, uh, so like anything outside of his performance, I partnered with him to make that whole thing happen. Yeah. And the question was... uh, what would it look like to record an album based off of questions? Okay. Like what? So we, the whole thing was, okay, you're going to record an acoustic album. What are the assumptions we have? You have to do it in a studio. Well, what do people actually like about your acoustic, uh, acoustic performances? Well, there's an interaction between you and the cloud. Okay. How come, maybe that means it's a live album. So long story short, I have no idea what it's going to look like besides these first <laughs> few events, but the curious endeavors is going to be, I'm a partner with people that say, hey, I want to record a podcast, and so maybe it'll just be an opportunity for me to mentor someone that wants to sit down, and that'll, I don't know, that it's just an umbrella for those things of helping people tell their story in yeah. an interesting way, if that makes sense. Yeah,
1: I think, I love that, from my perspective, what it eventually boils down to is living, like you're mm-hmm. saying, with an open hand, yeah. so that way your efforts can lead to endless possibilities. As long as you live with that open hand, the stuff that you set out to do, doesn't necessarily matter if it goes as yes. planned. One hundred percent. It'll lead to fantastic opportunity. Yes. Either way. So yes. I love that. And
0: that is the Cures Endeavors uh, I'm collecting ideas. I'm writing down every day in these interactions. The daily Guinness show that I'm putting out, the yeah. daily podcast episodes is all about me ask, figure out what does it mean to be a curious person, to live a curious life. And I think that's part of it. Yes. And that's gonna be part of it. Living with an open hand and saying, listen, I have hopes, but I also acknowledge that like, I don't know. I actually don't know what is the best thing for me that I don't know. Like really, none of us really know what exactly is going to fulfill us the most our future selves. Yeah. So understanding, I mean, work towards that being open for the serendipitous in life. Yes. Uh, The the conversation like this, uh, that we just had that I could not have. I mean, I'm so pumped. Some of these things, like some of these ideas I've written down uh, that you have said, uh, I'm, I'm pumped to dive into that would, would never happened outside of this. Yeah. Because you're being intentional about reaching out and making this happen. Man. So
1: it's cool. Thanks, thanks so dude. much for being here. Yeah, dude, uh, you this have a been blast. a pleasure to have yes. on the podcast, and uh, it just makes me even more pumped moving forward. Looking yes. at twenty-five milestone, the fifty milestone. So yes, thank you. Yeah, I'll, uh I'll I'll link to your stuff where I can.
0: Oh my gosh, I've got so many links. I need you to put so many links in all of my stuff <laughs> that you can follow for follow, share for share. Yeah. <laughs> Right there on the front of the website that shows all the locations that these interviews and conversations have taken place. If you've heard something you like and you want to go check it out for yourself, that's right there. Or you can just check it out at thecuriouspod.com/map, or just right there on the front of the website. I'll show. I'll show. <laughs> also, if you want to reach out to me on social media or follow me anywhere, pretty much everything online is the Rob Morgan at. The Rob Morgan, whatever. You you know the drill. All right. Enough of that nonsense. All this podcasting has made me thirsty. You know, (laughs) I am so pumped that I do not have to deal with sponsors for this podcast. Or else I'd have to tell you, podcasting makes me thirsty. And nothing quenches a podcast thirst. Whether you're listening, uh, interviewing editing, recording, listening to something unrelated to a podcast. Nothing quenches a thirst like a Guinness. Hey, Hofi, can I steal you for a second? Do you have anything you want to say about Guinness?
1: I'd like to take a minute to thank Guinness, because it truly is made of more.
0: That's all. all right. That's it, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that crap. Alright, have a great week. See you next Tuesday. Anything else? Thanks for being here. <laughs> <laughs> got say the most random thing you can think of. Yell it. I got nothing. The only word I can think of is formaldehyde. Perfect.